Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today we'll be talking with Lad Keith, Assistant Professor of Planning and Sustainable Built Environments in the U of A School of Landscape Architecture and Planning. Lad's an expert in methods of mitigating and managing extreme heat. Lad, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on today. Tell us about some of the kinds of actions that we can take to become more resilient as we face increasing temperatures. Yeah, so we've coined the term heat resilience, and we're looking at both heat mitigation, so reducing heat in the built environment, and that's caused by the urban heat island effects of the way that we plan and design cities, unfortunately contributes to them being usually hotter than their surrounding rural and natural countryside. And there's a variety of strategies that we can use to mitigate heat in the built environment. So things like increasing urban greening, reducing waste heat from air conditioners and vehicles, and using lighter and more reflective surfaces. And then on the other hand, we also have heat management, which is essentially preparing and responding for that heat risk that we can't completely mitigate, right? And so that could be both chronic heat, but also extreme heat events like heat waves that we're seeing with more frequency. And so that really relies on public health and emergency managers and making sure that we have cooling centers that are operational, making sure that people have um, safe indoor living and work conditions wherever they are and that they manage their personal heat exposure when they're on the job or at school. And are we doing a good job in the desert Southwest in terms of these sorts of policies, or do you feel that we need to be doing a much better job? Yeah, so unfortunately, our heat deaths are increasing. We just had a record number of heat deaths last year as well. So I think it's over 500 now, um, and that number keeps rising every year. But that said, I think we are one of the more innovative locations for um, heat mitigation and heat management because we've historically dealt with it longer. You know, we need to be doing a lot more, but we're also seen as a national leader in it. And a lot of cities and a lot of states are actually looking at the innovations that Arizona State and Arizona cities um, have uh, put into place to manage and mitigate heat. And so we're kind of a national example for a lot of that. So your focus is on this urban corridor, sort of from Nogales all the way up to the Navajo Nation. Are you pushing or pulling when it comes to making changes that will help people survive the heat? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say push and pull. Um, Recently, I've been uh, asked by more cities than I have capacity to help, unfortunately, Um, kind of as as the word is getting out and as more cities become increasingly aware about heat, um, we are getting more requests than we can handle. But I think that's where the national government really comes into play and um, organizations at the national level like NIHIS, which is the National Integrated Heat Health Information System. And I think that those uh, government infrastructures are really important to put into place because those are really the ones that are appropriate to serve um, the number of cities, which is essentially all cities, right, that need help um, addressing extreme heat. Tell us about the big project you're working on right now that's focused on the Southwest. Yeah, so we're very excited. We were just awarded a $25 million grant um, in partnership with Arizona State University, Northern Arizona University, and two national labs. And um, the U of A is getting $3.5 million from this grant from the Department of Energy to essentially create a digital twin of the whole urban sun corridor from the Navajo Nation through Flagstaff, Phoenix, Tucson to Nogales. And what we're going to be doing is doing uh, very sophisticated climate change modeling and observations and translating 
that into informed policy making recommendations. And this will be a five year project that we're really excited to work with a lot of different cities and stakeholders on. And do you have local government officials who are excited about doing this with you? Oh, absolutely. They were signed on um, as uh, support writers for the proposal. And um, we've, we're constructing the advisory team right now. Um, but we'll go beyond the, just the governments. We have a couple of other outreach components for graduate and undergraduate students at our three state universities, as well as a K-12 program where we'll actually have uh, children in public schools um, working on some of these models and doing their own observations of their own schoolyards to learn about how um, climate change is, is impacting um, their world. Thanks very much, Lad, for this overview. We all need to pay attention to the important work that you're doing. Professor Lad Keith is a leading expert in how public policies must be developed to increase our resilience in the face of a gradually heating world. Thank you so much for having me on, Leslie. You can listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.